Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of 18-year-old Karina McClurkin, who disappeared from Kokomo, Indiana on October 11, 2016. The day Karina was last seen, she told her grandmother she was going to a party with a male friend, but Karina's family never saw her again. Witnesses said they saw Karina get into a car at a local gas station, but no one knows who was driving the car. Now, almost six years later, Karina is still missing, and her family says local police have done very little to help them find out where Karina is and what happened to her. They are asking the FBI for help. This is Karina's story. For almost six years, the family of Karina McClurkin has been desperately trying to find her. I will never not be surprised by the number of black and brown girls that go missing without a trace. I just recently came across Karina's story when I was tagged in posts on TikTok. Her grandmother, Jerry, was asking for help. She said in her video that the Kokomo police have not been doing their job, and she was asking for help getting the attention of the FBI. Before a few days ago, I had never even heard of Kokomo, Indiana, so I had definitely not heard of Karina's story. But as I started to look into what happened, I found not only the story of a beautiful young woman, I found the story of a family that had been destroyed by her disappearance and the lack of care and concern that they had received from their local police. Sadly, their story is not unique. So many families of the missing have said similar things. Even in small towns that don't have high crime rates that may be spreading the local police thin, they still can't get the attention that these cases deserve. I don't know what it takes for the FBI to get involved in a missing person case if the local police don't ask, but I do know that giving these cases as much attention as possible helps get the attention of the right people. When I hear stories like Karina's or like Trakita's and Vicky's from last week's episode, it really makes me wish that I started doing this podcast years ago because their families have been asking for attention for years. And although there were local news organizations that picked up their stories, 
they never got the national attention that perhaps could have made a difference. For the past almost six years, Karina's family has been asking for that attention. They have accepted that Karina may no longer be alive, but they have not accepted not knowing what happened to her. In 2016, Karina was 18 years old and living in Kokomo, Indiana. At just 18, Karina had been through a lot, according to her grandmother, Jerry. Karina was born on September 26, 1998, and she lived most of her young life in Kokomo. Her father, James, who was Jerry's son, said that Karina was outspoken, but she was also a kind and considerate person. Karina lived with her father in Kokomo and was one of several children. At some point, James moved his family to a different town, according to reports. After the move, however, Karina began to act out. It's not clear how old Karina was when she started to exhibit some rebellious behavior, but she decided that she no longer wanted to live with her father, and so she moved back to Kokomo to live with her mom. However, once Karina was back in Kokomo, she continued to head down the wrong path, according to Jerry. It's not clear what Karina's upbringing was like, but we do know that a teenager acting out is not unique. I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening right now that acted out as teenagers. I don't know much about Kokomo, seeing that I just found out it existed, but it is a small city, and no shade, but there usually isn't a ton to do in small cities like Kokomo. The term, idle hands are the devil's playground, is especially true for teens. They need constructive things to do because it's really easy for them to be influenced by their peers, especially in negative ways. And if you combine that boredom with unhappiness with your home life, whether it's real or imagined, it can be a ticking time bomb. Like I said, I don't know why Karina began to act out, but once she moved back to Kokomo, things for Karina got worse. Her grandmother, Jerry, said that she started to notice that Karina was hanging out with an older crowd. Now, Karina had just turned 18 when she disappeared, and so when all this began, she was really just a young teen. Karina began using drugs and alcohol, according to Jerry, and soon her life was spinning out of control. Jerry, who was witnessing what was happening to her granddaughter, was worried about her and the path that she was headed down. Jerry told Dateline back in 2017 that she tried to talk to Karina, She said that she told her that there were bigger things in life and that she had her whole life ahead of her. Once someone starts struggling with addiction, you know, it can be hard to pull them out of it. Jerry knew that, but she loved Karina and she hoped that eventually she would come back. And Karina started to do that. After years of struggling with her addictions, Karina seemed like she was ready to turn her life around. If you have never been through something like what Karina was going through, it may be hard to imagine having to come to that conclusion at such a young age. But Karina seemed to realize that what her grandmother Jerry was saying was true. She had her whole life ahead of her, and she didn't want the addiction to be part of her future. Karina had decided that she was going to go to rehab. She knew that the only way for her to get clean was to go away from Kokomo and check herself into rehab. Karina had found out about a rehab center that was located in Florida. Someone she knew had told her about it, and so she decided that that's where she would go to get her life back. According to Jerry, Karina had begun filling out the paperwork that she would need in order to become a patient. 
It seemed like after years of struggling that Karina may be getting a second chance and the ability to turn her life in the right direction before it was too late. But before Karina would get that chance, she disappeared. The details of the events leading up to Karina's disappearance are scarce. There are many unanswered questions about where Karina went and who she was with. According to Jerry, Karina's grandmother, she spoke to Karina on October 11, 2016. During their last conversation, Jerry said that Karina told her that she was planning to meet up with a male friend of hers and they were planning to go to a party. The last thing that Karina said to Jerry was that she would be all right. Now, it's not clear how Karina was planning to get to the party or where she was meeting her male friend. But according to reports, we do know that Karina did attend the party that night. Now, there's no information about the number of people who attended that party or who the host of the party was. All we know is that it has been confirmed that Karina was there that night. After the party, according to reports, Karina left and walked down the street to a gas station. Karina had told her grandmother that she was going to the party with a male friend whose identity is unknown. But it seems like that when she left the party, she was alone because there are no reports of her leaving with or being seen with anybody. Now, according to reports, Karina is captured on surveillance footage at the gas station. And it was reportedly around 10 p.m. when witnesses recalled seeing Karina at the gas station. Now, we don't know the exact time that Karina was captured on the surveillance footage at the gas station, but we also don't know why Karina walked to the gas station that night. Witnesses at the gas station who recalled seeing Karina said that she walked across the street from the gas station where there was an alleyway. They said she then got into a car and the car drove away. And that was it. Karina was gone and no one knew who was driving the car that she left in. The witnesses at the gas station would be the last known people to ever see Karina. After missing for two days with no contact with her family, Karina's family reported her missing to the Kokomo police. Karina's family was not naive to the fact that Karina had been struggling with addiction, but they also knew that something was wrong. When Karina went to the party on the 11th, she had her phone on her, and now her phone was going straight to voicemail. If anything, Karina's addiction may have caused her family to worry even more because of the plethora of possibilities. But when her family found her ID and the papers for the rehab that she was planning to go to left behind, they knew that wherever Karina was, she wasn't there voluntarily. Immediately, Karina's family started to search for her. James, Karina's father, came to Kokomo from an hour away where he lived to help search for his daughter. The family immediately began printing missing person flyers, and they started organizing searches around Kokomo. They turned to the local media to help in finding Karina also, and many of the local news organizations did cover Karina's story in the days after she went missing. But the attention really only brought in rumors, and nothing led them closer to Karina. From the start, Karina's family didn't feel like Kokomo police were taking her disappearance seriously. Karina was 18, biracial, and had a history of substance abuse. Her family felt like the police felt like she wasn't a priority. 
The police, however, denied the allegations, and they said that they were investigating what happened to Karina. According to police, they interviewed several witnesses and executed search warrants, but have been unable to find anything that would lead them to Karina. In the weeks following Karina's disappearance, her family searched tirelessly for her. Her disappearance was tearing her family apart, and they were spending every day searching for Karina, but they were getting very few answers. Rumors surrounding what happened to Karina had been swirling around Kokomo, and as the weeks went by, the hope that Karina would be found safe began to dwindle. In November 2016, a month after Karina disappeared, her father James spoke to WRTV in Indianapolis, and during that interview, you can hear the pain in this father's voice. So often we hear the pain of a mother's loss that we forget that these women often have fathers who care about them just as much. And Karina's father loved his daughter more than anything, and her missing was the worst thing that had happened to him. James didn't know at the time of the interview that he would be spending the next five years searching for his daughter. I mean, how could Karina just disappear without a trace? And why was no one coming forward with information? These were questions that would haunt the McClurkland family for years to come. With Care-of's compostable daily packs and sustainably sourced ingredient efforts, they're aiming to help you take care of not only your wellness, but also the environment. Care-of helps you keep an eco-friendly mindset throughout your health and wellness journey while also making taking your vitamins easy and convenient. Care-of's personalized packs are made from a plant-based compostable film that includes wood pulp and a fermented blend of corn, cassava root, and sugarcane, so you can feel good about the impact your vitamins are having not only on your health, but also the planet. Care-of is a subscription service that ships high-quality personalized vitamin supplements and powders conveniently to your doorstep every month. Take a short, in-depth quiz about your health goals and lifestyle and get personally tailored recommendations based on your answers. You can stick with what Care-of recommends or you can change up your pack at any time. Care-of's products are made from good-for-you, clean ingredients that are backed by the latest science and research so you can feel good about what you're putting in your body. I took the quiz and it was really easy. At the end, I got a list of vitamins that were tailored for my personal goals. And I love the fact that they came in these individualized, personalized packs. It makes it easy to take my vitamins every day. You can get your packs today. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code GIRLGONE50 to get 50% off your first order. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter code GIRLGONE50 for 50% off your first order. Match three games can be a lot of fun, but it seems like most of them are the same. The themes and characters change, but overall, it's the same boring format until now. Switchcraft is a brand new take on match three games. As you play, you unlock pieces of a beautiful, magical, and gripping graphic novel. Switchcraft is a mobile game with a unique blend of TV-worthy writing, choose-your-own-adventure-style narratives, and thousands of magical match three levels. I've tried a lot of Match 3 games, but I love the fact that Switchcraft gives you a storyline to follow and that there are thousands of levels to play. Play your way through hundreds of enchanting Match 3 levels, revealing a dark and winding mystery story. 
Along the way, you'll find unique characters, a gripping story, and even a little romance. The best part is that your choices in the game determine your outcome in the story. So you're in the driver's seat. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On October 11, 2016, 18-year-old Karina McClurkin told her grandmother, Jerry, that she was going to a party with a friend. She told her grandmother not to worry about her and that she would be fine. But after leaving the party, Karina walked to a gas station, got into a car with an unknown person, and was never seen again. In the days and weeks following Karina's disappearance, her father and grandmother and the rest of Karina's heartbroken family searched for her. And despite local police saying that they were investigating Karine's disappearance, her family had become increasingly more frustrated by the lack of movement on her case. James, her father, didn't think that the police were doing enough to find Karina, and he said that there were critical leads that were never followed up on by police. In her family's mind, they believed that the police just didn't care about Karina. They felt like her history of drug abuse and the fact that she was a young Black woman made her disposable to the police. Police would say that they were investigating Karina's disappearance, but that was it. There were no statements from police, and I couldn't find any press conferences or interviews with detectives. It's hard to know what police were doing or who they had spoken to because they did not release any information about this case. Four months after Karina was last seen, her family had begun to accept the fact that Karina may be dead. They knew that if she was alive, she would have come home by now. And so the grim reality that she may no longer be alive was something they knew they may have to begin to accept. However, they were still determined to bring Karina home so that they could lay her to rest and find some closure. In February 2017, Jerry said this to WRTV. All I can say is, you pray. You pray to God that she's found. We were told that they were looking for a body. And we just, knowing that she could be laying somewhere in this weather, the cold, the snow, the rain. You just can't fathom the thought of losing a granddaughter, a child, a niece. The hardest thing in the world for a family to do is give up the hope that the person they are searching for will come home alive. And just four months after she vanished, Karine's family had begun to mourn her death while they continued to search for her remains. The question of who was responsible for Karine's disappearance remained unanswered. Her family knew that Karina's drug use meant that she was around some sketchy people who may or may not know what happened to her, but would be reluctant to talk to police if they did know. In March 2017, Jerry spoke to Dateline about Karina's disappearance. At that point, it had only been five months since Karina had been gone. 
Jerry told Dateline about the frustration that the family felt with the lack of attention that the local police was giving to Karina's case. Jerry said that, quote, because of her race and age and the situation, no one seems to care. None of that means that she isn't important. Every person is important, and that includes my granddaughter. A spokesperson for the police told Dateline that they were following up on every lead and even the smallest of tips were being followed up on. But for Karina's family, it didn't seem like much was happening at all. In the Dateline interview, Jerry spoke about wanting more media attention for her granddaughter and her wish that her face was all over the news like other missing people cases from the area. Kokomo is only about 35 miles from Delphi, Indiana, where Abigail Williams and Liberty German disappeared in February 2017 and were later found murdered. The story of what happened to these two young teenagers was shocking and disturbing, and their story quickly began to gain national attention. Jerry had watched as Abigail and Liberty's murderers captured headlines, and she couldn't help but wonder why Karina's life didn't matter as much. I think it's not a stretch to say that drug use and abuse can put you in dangerous situations and you can encounter dangerous people, but that doesn't make your life any less valuable. It makes no sense that just because someone was addicted to drugs that you wouldn't still try to find them. You should still be using all of your resources to locate that person. Police shouldn't get to decide who matters and who doesn't. In the weeks and months since Karina disappeared, her father, James, had been spending so much time in Kokomo looking for his daughter that he lost his job. Finding Karina had become James' whole life. Now, he was able to eventually find a new job, but his primary job was to find his daughter and to bring her home. Even if that meant bringing her home to lay her to rest. Despite the desperate pleas from Karina's family, there seemed to be absolutely no information released about the course of the investigation. It's not known where they searched or who police spoke to. And remember I said that there was surveillance footage from the night that Karina was last seen? Well, it doesn't appear that that footage was ever released to the public. It's not clear why the police would remain so tight-lipped in a missing persons case. The police obviously needed the help from the public, but they didn't seem to be leading the charge to compel the public to speak up. In July 2017, nine months after Karina's disappearance, a possible break in the case came when the body of a young woman matching Karina's disappearance was found in Illinois. Now, the body of a young, light-skinned woman was found floating in the Kankakee River. She had no identification on her, and she was found wearing a black Forever 21 bodysuit. She was described as being in her late teens or early 20s and was of similar height and build as Karina. When Karina's family received the news, they thought that there was a possibility that it could be Karina. When WRTV spoke to Jerry, she told them that the body did fit Karina's description and that James had gone to Illinois to identify the body. She also said that she believed that police knew who was responsible for Karina's disappearance. When she learned that the body had been found, she said that a wave of depression and sadness had come over her, but she really just wanted it to be over. It would be her worst fear come true, but 
it would also give her family the ability to find some peace knowing that Karina could be laid to rest. The body, however, was not Karina's, and her family was right back at square one with no Karina and no answers. On the one-year anniversary of Karina's disappearance, Jerry and a group of her friends walked the route that Karina took the night that she disappeared. They held signs with her pictures and carried pink balloons for Karina. They wanted to send a message to the town of Kokomo that Karina's family was still looking for her. It's just tore this family apart. We want Karina back one way or the other. And I implore you, if you know anything of Karina McClarkin, please come forward and let us know where she is. That's all we want. We want Karina back one way or the other so this family can have peace. In June 2018, Karina's family offered a $50,000 reward for information leading to Karina's whereabouts. The family took out a loan against their home in order to provide the reward money. They hoped that the large reward would compel those who knew something to come forward. But no credible leads came from the reward money offer. The same month that the reward was announced, a woman who was serving time in county jail claimed that she had information about Karina's disappearance. The woman was in jail for selling heroin and violating her house arrest, but she said that she heard things from people she knew in Kokomo. She alleged that Karina's drug dealer was involved. WRTV went and spoke with the woman while she was in jail, and she told them this. Karina had stolen some drugs from him. How he had paid another individual to give her what they call a hot shot, which is basically either bad dope or way too much so that she wouldn't survive it. After Karina was dead, she told them how her body was disposed of. They wrapped her in a car cover, and then they took her out and they threw her in this pond. When asked about the reward money, the woman said that she didn't want the money. She just wanted to help Karina's family find out what happened to her. When the news spoke to the local police, they said that they were looking into the woman's claims and had visited the pond where she alleged that Karina had been dumped. But they never said anything else about what the woman said or any information that they were able to find. Now, a man that lived near the pond told WRTV that police did come out to the pond and said something about a woman overdosing and that she might be buried out there. But he said they never searched the area. When the reward money was announced in June 2018, it was also announced that four separate private investigators had volunteered their time to help find Karina. The leads given to them by the inmates seemed promising, and the disturbing story told by her seemed plausible. But it doesn't seem like anything ever came from the tip. On the two-year anniversary of Karina's disappearance, her family organized a balloon release at the local park. And again, WRTV was there to cover the memorial. They spoke to James, who, after two years, was just as heartbroken as the day his daughter went missing. Keep hope alive. She might come back knocking on the door, staying strong. Uh, she has other siblings. They need to see what a father is and what a man is. We're going to find him one way or another. By the third year of Karina being gone, her grandmother Jerry had given up the desire for someone to be arrested. She just wanted Karina home. She told WRTV, quote, there doesn't have to be an arrest. 
All that has to happen is that Karina be brought back, dead or alive. We don't care who done it. We just want her back. The years were wearing on Jerry. Her health had declined since Karina vanished, and the stress of trying to find her granddaughter did not help. But both James and Jerry refused to give up finding Karina. They continued to use social media as a tool to spread awareness about her disappearance. There's been no new information about Karina's disappearance since the tip from the inmate. And to this day, police have released very little information about their investigation. Not even a theory. The McClurkins' frustration with the police has only grown over the years as their involvement have become less and less. According to Jerry, they stopped reaching out to James and were not returning his calls. And Karina's family is at their wit's end. Jerry says that police refused to call the FBI in, which is something the family desperately wants. They have lost faith in Kokomo police, and they believe that the FBI coming in could make a huge difference in this case and hopefully bring them some answers. Last year, on the fifth anniversary of Karina's disappearance, Jerry said this. Why only remember her two days out of the year? when everybody else is getting national coverage. Karina existed. She was not our imagination. Karina did exist, and she deserved the attention that her family has been begging for for almost six years. On the fifth anniversary of her disappearance, the Kokomo Police Department released a statement that said, in part, On October 11th, 2021, marks five years since Karina's disappearance. We want to remind the public that her case remains an active investigation. In the past five years, Kokomo Police Department investigators have pursued numerous leads and tips, but the case remains open. The Kokomo Police will continue to search for Karina McClurkin. Kokomo Police Department investigators believe someone knows what happened to Karina McClurkin. This investigation can be resolved and asks that if you know something, say something. Regardless of the demons that Karina fought in her young life, she was still deserving of a full and thorough investigation into her disappearance. Police claim that they have done everything that they can. They've searched and they followed every lead. But Karina's family has never felt like they took her case seriously. And how the family feels about this investigation is what matters most. Jerry and James have dedicated the past five and a half years of their lives to searching for Karina. And they have spent a lot of that time feeling alone and unheard. If police have been investigating this disappearance, then they need to do a way better job of communicating that to Karina's family. There are many unknown things about Karina's case and a lot of unanswered questions. But in everything that has happened to them, Karina's family refuses to give up. Jerry's TikTok page is dedicated to Karina and her disappearance. But her family is tired and they need help. They have long accepted that Karina may not be alive. They just want to bring her home so that she can be laid to rest near her family. Karina was only 18 years old when she disappeared. She had just turned 18. 
and after struggling with drugs and alcohol, had decided that she wanted to go to rehab and get clean. But Karina never got the chance because she vanished. And with her went all her dreams and all the hopes that her family had for her after she came back from rehab. I wish that Karina's family would have gotten the attention that they needed when it mattered the most. Karina was last seen on October 11, 2016 in Kokomo, Indiana, on the 1000 block of Washington Street. Karina is five foot four, and at the time of her disappearance, weighed 130 pounds. She had brown eyes and black hair and has a tattoo on her right forearm. If you have any information about Karina's disappearance, please contact the Kokomo Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. It also helps our show grow. As always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.